0: This week's episode is brought to you by being sick. Being sick. For the love of God, somebody get me some soup. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, the only podcast where your main host survived looking at an apartment. I'm Atlas.
1: I'm I'm Beer.
2: James, that's you. Am I supposed to introduce myself? Okay, I'm James.
0: Hi. Uh, <clears throat> James is a friend of ours who we've mentioned many a time. Uh and... Angel
2: Player of Yes. How long or
1: have
0: Angel you been...
2: Feather Oshinata.
0: How long have you been testing the Angel Feather stuff for Ultra Like,
2: Rare? pretty much ever since Xerakiel was revealed by accident. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh which is pretty much like when you could actually build a full deck outside of promos, because we're not getting those until I don't know when. So, like,
0: after probably Re- about relevant. a month. That was maybe, kind of like, a month,
1: three weeks, something like that. Can I just, like, I'm going to go off on a small tangent here, and I'm going to say that the promos in V have been kind of crazy so far. In what way? Like, like if you look at, like, King Queen of Sword. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: you look at, like, uh, the... At, what is it? What is it? Agatha and spikes.
0: Yeah, or uh, that Aqua promo that makes Maelstrom not terrible for the first two attacks.
1: Yeah, it's just like, what is going on? <laughs> so using promos to like fix decks somehow. Although, like, I guess like some decks didn't really need it. And there's that Kumo promo that like lets you like clone your Vanguard if your opponent uses a Sentinel.
0: I mean, you say that like it's a bad thing.
1: No, I know. I'm just saying like it's 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 weird, and like we don't know when we're gonna get them, and that makes me really good. yeah.
0: Hail Moon got okay. a got a promo that gives it a mild control element, which is interesting. Um, Bizarre. Yeah, it's like when it goes into Soul, you counterblast Soul Blast, pick an opponent's rear guard, put in an, into their Soul, and yeah. then if it was a grade two or greater, then you put in there you Soul Charge.
1: So we should say that as after the price has stopped moving around for Murakumo, you can get the deck for eighty bucks still. Really? <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, that's still, like, really awesome compared to... I don't know if you guys have looked at the number PVD, but, like, they're selling for, like, close to a 1,000 or more.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no, they're less than that. They're, like, between five and 700.
3: But the ones with funny numbers will probably go for 1,000. Oh, yeah, the ones that end in
1: 69, because there are only
0: three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, 666 went for... No,
1: 666 didn't, get, didn't come out in English. Oh, right. Because we only got 1 through, two nine, uh, one through
0: 300, through
1: 299,
0: or whatever. Oh, yeah. So you have
1: 69,
0: 169, and 269. And zero 059. Yeah, that would be the. Yeah. Oh,
2: 69, 169, 169. Yeah. yeah, summer yeah. of 69. Good summer. <laughs> for the. For Canada Or the record? I saw one of the cards get pulled. Really? Uh, oh, do I, tell. Because. There was a oh my gosh! It was the shadow paladin case split of all time. Uh, <clears throat> it was uh, I was at UCR at the time and it was like Chris and others they were doing case split, and the shadow guy was not Omar uh, <laughs> because he did not have the money at the time to buy into the case split.
1: It wrecked, um, Omar! Oh, no.
2: So it was just, uh, it was like uh, one of house friends or something like that. Uh, so in that case split. Was you know the usual stuff you get case split the S V R and the uh alternate art blaster dart. Wow. But in that case split there was also a numbered PBD, O R Maka, and, uh, <laughs> and and the Ren Get Jit- wrecked Omar. <laughs> okay,
0: uh, you, you well, No, no, we least... were given Omar a bagilla you... like lot of shit. In any uh, case split enough. you always get uh, uh, an S V R and an O R. For... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like. But but the, but the ren marker what? and the numbered PBD, holy
1: shit! Yeah. Pretty like, much,
0: it was
2: the shadow palette split. I forgot what number it was though.
1: I think the real issue is like it's so hard to count like for, count account for that kind of thing in case splits
2: mm-hmm.
3: because
1: oh. like in in order to accurately weigh numbered PBDs in a case split, shadow Paladin would have to pay most of the case.
2: Yeah,
1: but since they didn't do that, shadow Paladin just got, just committed highway robbery.
2: Yeah. He basically we
1: get, gained two hundred dollars while getting in a complete shadows deck.
2: Yeah. I think it's weird that only Shadows got this. And when you look at like the ultra rare set coming out, there's the ultra rare rare, which wow. is really funny to say. Uh that like all three clans can possibly get it. I think that's just a lot more fair. Yeah. And yeah. then there's this apparently I looked on the wiki and there's just like this ultra rare, rare rainbow version that goes for even more, apparently. This is too, oh like, too
0: many fucking uh, rarities for the same card. I'm
1: not going to deal with all these rarities, so because I don't
3: think I care about this set at all, so whatever.
0: I do not either.
3: <laughs> I do. I might care about Neo Nectar, I don't know.
0: Uh, apparently, it's quite good against Shadow Paladin with Exploding Tomato. Or it was just a meme that someone put up, and I'm believing they had hook, line, and Singer. Who knows?
2: Well, Bruce has the pretty strong.
0: Oh, it is? Okay, that's... That's good. So,
2: proof says it's true. It's true. He's the <laughs> proof. He's the <laughs> proof.
0: Anyway, the Matt
1: in, in the pudding. Uh, this is just what I got from like discussions in his chat. I could be misremembering them, but I'm pretty sure he said the, the deck seemed really good.
0: I mean, most most of the people in that Discord do their research at least. But yeah. Um, so, James, we've been trying to get you on this podcast for over a year at this point. Um we've been
1: around for a year which is still surprising to me.
0: <laughs> we've been around for over 2 years, my dude. I know
1: this is, that, that is that is even more surprising if you could imagine that.
0: <laughs> See,
2: I and thought it we was We managed
1: good. to keep it up almost regularly.
2: Yeah. Especially since we all like graduated too. Mm-hmm. So we're like at separate places now.
0: We're we're, we're adults with like jobs and all Don't this at home, but you know, the, 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 the we're working on it. <laughs> um so the I guess the main question is uh, you, you've you've you quit the game during G Era, right?
2: Nope.
0: And yep. And Matt too, to an extent. And Robert, Everybody quit the game during G Era <laughs> except for me. Uh, so I was gonna ask, uh, what made you quit? All three of you?
1: Alright, so I uh, I should start with the first time I quit, which was back in <laughs> the
2: <laughs> Are you going to talk about every single time you quit the game? We're trying like to fill an code hour code here,
1: code so yes, he's going to. So I don't really need to... Uh, I don't really need to... Well, I, I, I really just stopped playing, I guess is a better way to say it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like I still paid attention. I just didn't play a lot. So the first time I stopped playing, I guess this was actually quitting, was toward the end, of, toward like the middle of Legion Era, when like, it was just Revengers everywhere. Okay. Well, like, it was just deck everywhere. And I was like, I don't want to play this. So I stopped. And, like, Legion was real shit. So I was like, you know, this game's, like, not very fun. I'm, like, focusing on Modern for Magic at the time. And, like, I just didn't care enough to play. So I was just playing Magic mostly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, GR, I came around, and I was like, oh, DP's getting a set. I'll jump back in because I still have DP cards. So I just bought into all that stuff.
0: Okay, next.
1: And like the second time was the era just becoming a giant clusterfuck, and like this I felt like thirteen. Uh, this is was round yeah Gbgbh thirteen yeah, and the DP support kept being medium. Uh, they got like one good card in the last run of support, and I was just like, yeah, I just don't care. So a
0: little too late, my dude.
1: Yeah, and so I just kind of like didn't want to play Jira. I feel like the game was like really complicated. Like, like cards like some clans had like way absurd support compared to others, and kept getting more support. And like, if you look at Gear Chronicle versus, and then like, and this was even before we got the last Bermuda set. I just went had nothing to do with it. And then the the ZRs is really what killed it for me. Yeah, I was like, these things are dumb.
0: It really bothered me trying to teach people Vanguard. And once you got past like GBTO six, it was every card did like eight things. There was all this GB stuff. There was an extra deck to worry about. Like, mm-hmm. just for Jesus Christ, it, it, it was a dumpster fire. Like, I barely managed to get my friend Carly to learn how to play, and even then, she's like, "This is too. This is dumb." <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think. Um the what the reboot really did is it made the game a lot easier to teach people. Yes. And like I think standard is a little boring, like it's a little basic, I guess I should say. Um but that's not to say like it's not like it's not okay. It's like not like there's like not a game to it. There's still a game there and it's still like great for getting people into the game. Where premium is like once they learn how to play and B era, it's going to be a lot easier to translate that to premium.
0: Yeah, because you just add on the the G stuff, and then that's it.
1: So, but yeah, and so I came back, mostly because uh, it was cheap to get into, and basically, why not? Like, standard decks are so cheap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and now now you have a deck that like can tangle with the top deck, and it was how much for? Or, right, you didn't want to say, but like eighty
1: bucks, basically yeah. for eighty bucks, you too could have Murakuma.
0: Which is a weird <laughs> sentence when we spent good. like the better part of a year ripping on Murakuma for sucking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it did suck. Yeah. Also, Mandala Lord is sweet.
0: That that is <laughs> such a weird thing to hear out of you.
3: <laughs> I. Uh, like, Didn't we ask. spend the set review ripping
0: on
1: Mandala Lord too?
0: Yes, we did. We were gonna be
1: behind, right? But it turns out if you if if you ever get a plus two on with this guy, you just it's it's so feels so good.
0: Um,
2: yeah, Mandala is really good, and like I've only been playing the deck for a little bit. But I feel like this is a deck with two strategies in it, and you can switch between them whenever you want. Generally, you
1: do good rides, which makes it better than the other Excel decks, which just have one good. Ride. Yeah, see, that's the yeah. point. Like having two good rides is what makes it that good.
2: Yeah, and when if you're ever like going first, riding Mandala and then switching onto Zanbaku is actually extremely good.
1: Yeah, I agree. And like Fushimi is like people are talking about, talking about having like a lot of sorry, Musashi. People are talking about a lot of Musashi. And, like, the problem is Musashi doesn't do it well on Excel circles. Really? Because yeah. they're, they're already forced to drop two cards regardless of how big uh, he is. So if you yeah. put him into a normal circle and just poke for 17, they have to drop two cards to not take the damage, that's which gonna... is getting more value out of your Excel circle because you can put it on a card that's already that's going to matter more.
0: That's what I've been doing with the yeah. attempt mammoth. I'll put that on the circle, but I won't put triggers on it. Right. Yeah, so... Uh... The battle door still is good at less power for some reason. <laughs> okay, cool. It's
1: because because you know, once you get to like it's it, like you just want to make it so it's always two cards. And if you and if you put it at you know twenty eight k or whatever, which it, it can get to pretty easily, like on or like twenty seven k, right? Yeah. So again, the AT is already dropping a trigger another card, which is two cards, so they're ignoring it. Go so, and they're getting efficient guard out. Of it. You want to make the that's the goal. Um, so yeah, but mandala has been very good. I've been playing four Zombaku, three Mandala, two Musashi, which I think has become standard in Japan as well.
0: Seems like a good, I, I have a similar thing in Pill Moon with four Golden Beast Tamer, three Alice, two Chimera.
1: Yeah, this, and I like Fujimi mostly because it says 14k beater on it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I just like the Chimera because you can countercharge a bit battle phase. Then.
1: Oh yeah, this deck has zero countercharging. But it does have ways to gain soul,
2: which is super relevant. That is a thing. Um, you mean gain soul by discarding from hand? Yeah, I'm looking at you. Gotta do what you got to do okay. Hey, it's, still a,
0: it's a card in soul, and that's like we had a whole episode about how like getting soul is a thing in standard, where it, it's a lot of clans just don't have a way to do it except for rewriting.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah. Cough. Gold Paladin. Cough.
0: I would Seriously? like to say
2: that I actually kind of like this part about standard, where it's really difficult to get resources back in most decks.
0: Yes. Um, root beer. How about you? What made you quit? So
3: it was a <clears throat> for me. It was a combination of things. One, like we graduated from UCR, so <laughs> I didn't have a group just readily available to play with, and then. Like, G-era cards just kept getting more and more expensive, I didn't have a job at the time because I graduated, and then, like, I think I said this on a previous episode, my locals is like 40 minutes away by bus, so it's a pain in the ass to get there. And then, I think that, with just how complicated G-era got by the end, people on Proof's Discord got really salty and annoying about it, and it made me just really not enjoy discussing the game or playing it all that much.
0: Fair enough. And then what brought... What, uh, oh, wait, we'll do the cycle again. Uh, did you quit any other times, or...?
3: Uh, no, oh, because I only played the game during G-era, so... Right.
0: Man, that's that, that's a weird time to be alive. That's like growing up during World War Two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: James, what made you quit?
2: What made me quit? Oh. Uh, kind of like the same with here graduated, don't have a readily available group to play with, and, like, I guess I was also kind of bummed out by the last wave of Angel Feather support. Uh, that kind of helped with that.
0: That was 13 and or 14?
2: I, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. It's such a nothing set. I don't give a fuck.
2: Also, like, that makes
1: you really bad Angel Feather support, right? Yes.
0: Because like rescue was after that.
1: the angel so Angel Feather was broken at like GBT06, right? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I started like a, a bit before that. I started whenever uh, like the Night Rose and Harry TD came out. Oh, okay, the, the yeah, same so Night Rose was and that and Angel
1: Feather was still like so right before Refros basically was broke broken. We can all agree. Yeah, and Night <laughs> fucking Angel Feather was like absolutely busted had for Refros. And then, like, every set, they would give Angel Feather rewards and rewards support somehow.
2: Yeah. It was funny that, like, though, because, like, before I actually, like, started playing a lot, I tried to get information. So I was, like, looking up on the meta. And it was, like, No Seal was low-key o- overpowered, but no one realized it until, like, months later. Even yeah. in Japan, which was pretty yeah. funny. Because usually Japan's pretty on top of these things. Um, yeah, they try to be. They love playing, like, weird combo decks, that's for sure. Yeah. But anyway, uh, back to why I quit. Uh, So it was that I graduated, so didn't really have many people to play with. Uh, Had no idea where the nearest locals are. Um, And kind of bummed about Angel Feather support. Uh, Rescue's a great mechanic, but for the record, main face rescue is not that good uh, for anyone who says that. And, yeah. I kind of didn't, like... I was kind of... At least when I quit, I was more okay with how the power creep was at that point. But I did sense, like, danger levels of power creep. Because everything was pretty much being ended on first stride. And if you didn't get the first stride, uh, it was kind of bad for you. I was kind of happy that at least I had chaos at the time that could actually mm. drag the game out so you can actually play longer. But outside of that, uh, everything just went to first stride. And then Atlas like showed me a Bermuda card from the last set of Bermudas or whatever, and I looked at it, and I was like, wait, so this Strider gives you a plus one, a plus two, searches your deck, and bounces a card from your opponent's field back to hand? This effect Maybe. sounds like a
1: Yu-Gi-Oh! effect. Yes, it does. Yeah, the, new, the, the, the last run of Bermuda cards was literally a Yu-Gi-Oh! set.
3: <laughs> yeah, basically. This, Bushiro decides, this is going to be the last set? Fuck it.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and to illustrate that, like in premium tournaments, you're still seeing Bermuda show up. No, it's dumb. No that new... card is like,
2: yeah, that card is like everything that went wrong in Yu Gi Oh.
1: Bermuda is the only clan in premium that can compete without the new triggers.
0: Yes, oh.
2: which is insane.
0: Which means when they get new triggers,
1: holy mm, shit!
0: Yeah, they're gonna have to like, they're to do that, and they're gonna hit Assassin like now. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, they need to hit assassin. I think like, it, it is imperative they hit assassin. They probably need to hit guys too, uh, but assassin is like a huge issue.
0: Yeah, and then the only time I quit Vanguard was uh, after BT fifteen. They were going, they're like, "All right, our new mechanic is Legion, and you have two Vanguard's on the Vanguard circle." I'm like, "What? No, I can't do. I can't do it. I can't do it." The idea of having two things occupy something at the same time, not for me. And then I left. Um, and I was gone until about GBT-03, I think, and that was back at UCR when I ran into all of you guys, because there right. is a, parts of the campus where a bunch there were supposed to be for studying, but it's mostly just people. Oh, like,
2: uh, well, it's not for studying, it's for card games. Yeah. Well, people actually study there now. Yeah, it's no, kind of no. sad. Are you fucking it, serious? It, it's gone? Why, fucking, it's it's it it difficult work? to, it's more difficult to find a table now, because there's actually people studying there.
0: For shame. It's supposed to be for slacking off, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> to, try to study for your midterm, but not really. Yeah, pretty much. Well, like, they never
1: study anyway. What are you going to study up there for?
0: <laughs> there have been a couple of times I remember where like one of us would have an early class and then you'd get off and just sit there stubbornly with your backpack, wait for others to show up. Yeah, pass it off. Yeah, pass it off. like, know you're off. here. I'm going go
1: to go to class. Yeah. Um
0: Yeah. Let's see. So what brought me back was uh, literally just running into you guys because my friends back home uh, that played Vanguard, I, you know, I wasn't seeing them because of college, and then that ironically is what kept me around, where after I graduated, I had my friends back here in L.A. who still played the game, and especially because the reboot was coming out, it was like this renewed push of interest in uh, in Vanguard because it wasn't so freaking broken anymore.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. And also, like, the fact that there's, like, a reboot of the game means there's a good chance that, you know, the clan you like the most is going to be better than it was back in G-Era. Yeah. Where in G-Era, there were some clans that were just, like, beyond hope of ever being good. Uh, premium example, uh, Murakumo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, there's no chance that Murakumo was going to be good in premium, regardless of the support that they were going to get, just because they were so far behind. Yeah, They didn't need way too many cards in order to be able to compete.
0: Also, they keep yeah, reinventing the clan, like, every, every few sets or so. Same with Nubatama.
1: And Nubitama just got really lame cards by the end of that format. Holy shit. Uh, well
0: I mean, is a lame card. Well, they they sucked for so long also, but
1: uh I mean, yeah. The first the first Rummer sport or Nubitama sport, they were just still bad. Yeah. <laughs> Here's all these sweet Nobatama cards, but they're not actually good until they get this dumb stride.
0: Oh, rip two cards out of hand and make it attack you? Okay, cool. Uh,
1: mm.
0: Okay, so uh now, what brought the rest of you guys back?
3: I don't know. I guess just the environment of standard. or it is like, more enjoyable. People seem like they're less salty these days. Uh,
2: for me, it was kind of like... I was always still kind of interested. And I guess, like, at the point that I quit, it wasn't quite at the too broken stage, so I kind of quit like, with the intention of coming back already. But it's mostly because they, like, announce uh, Standard, so I'm like, why would I waste my money buying all these cards when I can play Standard later on? So, yeah, and, like, no playgroup, so I eventually came back because I intended to come back when Standard was a thing, but I also wanted to start again when there was, like, a deck that I liked because I'm probably not going to compete in a lot of tournaments or anything, so I might as well have a deck that I like playing. And then once they announced that Angel Feathers were coming in, that's when I started paying more attention to coming back.
0: Fair enough. And, and then, I will get to this later, uh, we, we got basically into a My Dad Can Beat Up Your Dad competition, but with Vanguard Clans, which I will tell that in a bit. Matt, what brought you back? Hello.
1: Uh, so mostly the fact that uh, I could play the game much, cheaply, much more cheaply than I could in the era. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I didn't want to spend ninety like eighty dollars or seventy dollars on a ZR back in G because that was like it's like this game that like I don't play like terribly like super super often, especially after I moved away. Um and like I don't I don't want to buy Drachma for my new Mercumo deck because why the hell would I buy that card for that deck? Anyway, yes. but you like yes. like basically necessary because Kumo
2: <laughs> <laughs> What were the uh Pull rates for ZRs anyway. I remember they were stupid, but I don't remember what were the pull rates. They started low,
1: right? I don't remember the pull rates there, but I believe, I believe they started like one or two per case. Yeah.
2: What I really like about standard is generally your key car, the VR. There's one in every box versus like the GRs where there isn't. And the yeah. ZR there was is like there was
3: like four per case. For her gr, oh. for a gr, wow,
2: that was bad. But good thing Angels never got a gr,
3: <laughs>
2: outside of like the special fires collections or whatever. We got never got a gr, so I'm cool with that. Ooh, right. That G- <laughs> well, yeah.
1: So yeah, basically the game being cheaper and clans being clans that clans being you know fairly you now actually unique.
3: I think. I think people have agreed that within the environment of standards, even the gaps between like the top decks and the decks that aren't as good don't feel as oppressive as when they did in G-Era. Definitely.
2: I've noticed that, too.
0: Like, you're still... Like, every weekend I go to Locals, and I, I'm still seeing Force and Nova Grappler, and they, you know, kind of got the short end of the stick. Or at least until Force gets that promo. But, uh... Yeah, like, you're still seeing people just playing what they want to play and not, like, I feel obligated to play Gear Chronicle because I'm going to lose otherwise. Right. Single tier. Yeah.
3: And also combos don't take, like, five years like they did in G-Era.
0: Dude, did you see the, the Pro ZD video where it was, like... <laughs> the, yes, <laughs> the yes, I did. one? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I'm going to... My, my cheese has a big gun, and... <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on, like, I was walking from my, from, I got out of work and I was walking, I was, like, howling, laughing in the elevator. And the door opens in the lobby, I'm in tears, and the person just kind of looks at me and lets the door close, and then it keeps going. (laughs)
1: Ridiculous.
0: (laughs) But that's basically what it feels like, like, Yu-Gi-Oh was, or I guess still is like that, I don't know, it's been a while, but. Oh, it uh, still is like that. Oh, it is still like that. it's a bit like late, late Jira, Vanguard, and Yu-Gi-Oh have those turns where like, I'm going to take about five minutes if you want to go get a sandwich or something.
1: Yeah. You
3: know? <laughs> yeah. Let me call this card, shuffle my deck, call this card, shuffle my deck again. Yeah.
1: The worst one is like, like, shuffle and then draw, so you have to like actually shuffle, and then like, yeah. draw and then shuffle again, so you can't even shortcut it.
0: Oh yeah, that, that drove me crazy when the person was just going to go back in. I'm like, don't shuffle, you're going to go back in anyway, just, it's fine.
1: Oh, shuffle every
0: time. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. And, and I then, have to shuffle because I'm trying to get refros again. Ugh. <laughs> screw you, refros. Um, the, I, I had an idea for a sketch to do on the channel where it was because Neonectar had such crazy numbers, like hitting over 100k or something like that. This The idea for the sketch was it's, you know, two people playing and the Nectar guy keeps having to count on his fingers for the thing, for, you know, adding up the numbers and the other guy just kind of eventually stands up leaves does a bunch of stuff you know like goes and gets a sandwich gets married all all these things that take time and then he comes back and the guy's still counting he's like are you done yet he's like oh you made me lose my count i have to start over and he's just gonna like face desk (laughs) and that was the end but like i couldn't get gabe to participate in it because i feel like he'd be perfect for it and he's like i don't want to be in your dumb little sketch i'm like oh cool thanks and that's how you get things like the the Brave sketch where I uh, lip sync to Cerebrellis. Are you happy, everybody? <laughs> Random frustration. <laughs> I forgot where I was going with that. Um, yeah, coming back. Oh, my dad can beat up your dad competition. James, why do you think Angel Feather uh, is, like, can kill everything that I have? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, against Blue, I have tools. Against Stray Nature, you're going to mill your deck out and you're going to deck you out of those tools. And, uh, oh.
2: Yeah. So, they need to hear part those. of it was to spite you, Atlas. Sure. No joke. Part of it was to spite you. The other part was, uh, from playing with the deck, I've just like noticed patterns Uh, as I was playtesting it. One of those patterns I've noticed was just playing the deck normally, in like the normal way you're supposed to play Vanguard, you can already drop both your own deck and your opponent's deck to a very low uh, count in your deck. Just playing normally. So, Angel Feathers, their offense is complete garbage. They have almost no pressure on offense. What makes them good is that their defensive plays are pretty strong. And they can play defensively in a Way that decks like OTT or other protect plans can't, in that they can make the most use out of their main vanguard without having to attack your opponent's vanguard. So, like for like, say Imperial Daughter. Part of how they, part of the value they get from rewriting Imperial Daughter, is being able to go and attack your opponent's vanguard with the crit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for same thing with like DI. One of the big things is. It gets a lot of value off attacking your opponent's vanguard. But Angel Feather, they can get most of their value off rerouting Metatron and just attack a rearguard. So after I saw the pattern that they can draw a game out so much to the point of nearing deck out from just a normal game. And I've tested this against like D police, surviving three great Dayusha reride turns and going further than that and eventually decking them out. Because Great Dayusha removes two cards from their deck every time they rewrite him, uh, it's just like uh, it seems like this is something kind of like a process to pursue. So eventually, started experimenting of just not doing any damage, purely trying to control the board and damage, which worked to some degree, but possibly like it's possible to counter. Uh, but right now what I'm looking into is playing a normal game, then switching into this kind of, like, go through your deck mode. And the go through your deck mode, there's actually two win conditions for it. The first win condition is to actually mill out your opponent, and that can work against certain decks. But other decks, they might actually remove less cards from the top of their deck than you. So for those decks, you really want to focus on controlling the damage, giving them really only one to work with every turn, and this actually really helps in that most clans don't have a way to countercharge easily. And then from there, you want to go through your deck, keep rewriting, because since you're Angel Feather, whether something goes into the damage or into your hand, you're going to be able to use it. So you're going to be able to pretty much get all your rewrites.
0: Hell, if it's in Drop Zone, then, you can use it.
2: Yeah, even in Drop Zone, which is why uh, Mobile Hospital is probably one of the greatest baits ever because someone just attacks the Mobile Hospital uh, when they think, oh, you're going to use it on me next turn, it's going to suck. And then you just play Raguel and call it back and use it. Uh, But yeah, like the other win condition is just keep rewriting because you're going to go through most of your deck and just play one or two Mobile Hospitals and do two consecutive turns on Mobile Hospital. Of course, right before you go into Mobile Hospital, you set your opponent to three damage, uh, giving them one each turn uh, for a while. And then when they're at 3 damage, you can threaten them with a Vanguard hit. Oh, first of all, you use Metatron to try and get a crit, extra crit on your mobile hospital. If you do, you just straight-up attack with mobile hospital, and you have to decide how they want to guard this. If not, you'll attack with Metatron first, and decide if you want to hit their face or hit a rear guard and get triggers for your mobile hospital.
0: They really ought and to make this point, a drinking game out of you saying mobile hospital. I think you've said it at least 10 times. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I know <laughs> it, the, the name is Feather
2: Palace, but the idea of a mobile hospital
0: is Oh, great. yeah, no, it's pretty funny. Like, <clears throat> patients are sick and dying, you're like, I'm gonna fucking shoot somebody with a crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah. By that point, you should have enough soul to do two to three of those, either <laughs> up in the same turn or in consecutive turns.
0: So you really just leaned just... into the protect strategy of trying to drag the game out. <clears throat> I did because if you're playing
2: the deck enough, you notice like it's really, really not hard to guard Angel Feather, and like their biggest asset is that they can heal compared to like OTT or anything else.
1: Right. So you can freely take damage and save cards in some situations, and then just make the game go really,
2: really long. Yeah. yeah. And then you can minimize how much damage you take. By not giving your opponent enough blast to work with to right. make the game go even longer. I'm still playtesting this kind of strategy, but it takes a long time to playtest it as you're going through your entire deck. But you can consistently do this, though. The question is, how consistently can you win doing this? I'm trying to figure out strategies for this. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So what have you played against with it?
2: i mostly been playtesting against the uh, decks that I have myself. So, say, Grand Blue and uh, D Police. Against Grand Blue, playing kind of the, the normal way, I found that the matchup was pretty bad. But I'm not. I still need to think about it. But if you play to the grind out game of milling your opponent out or doing consecutive mobile hospitals, it's a lot more even. And against D-Police, if D-Police gets, like, a God Hand, then you're kind of boned. But if you don't get, like, a God Hand at the beginning, uh, you can pretty much survive a lot of great re rides and not really fear uh, the crit on right, on normal Daiyusha because of the protectives you're getting. And you'll generally almost always be at 3 damage. So you can just freely take the... Uh, the Great Dayusha Vanguard hit, and just, like, pray they don't double-cricky. And, again, to play this deck in Shadows, not really with the deck out strategy, but I'm having a lot of success with it, though I don't know if it's the deck's matchup, or if it's because the Shadow Paladin player, who is Omar. (laughs) uh, And played it versus Mega Colony, it seems favorable there. And those are like the main matchups because those are main matchups that I practice because those are a lot of decks that I've readily seen available. Oh, I've also tested it on Murakumo, but not that much because I just got the deck recently. And I think like Murakumo is pretty favored, but if they ride onto Mandala Lord, then Angel definitely has a shot to take the game. And I can't wait for this, like the moment I play against a Murakumo player. And they do the Zumbaku, write a lesser lock on me. And the next turn, I play Hess Deal, I swap a card, a unit in my hand with a damage zone. I put Zerikil into the damage zone, and then I ride Zerikil. And you just use two counter blasts and put a card in soul for nothing.
0: Horrifying. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like a trap card. You activate my trap card. I'm a, I'm a big Phoenix Ride fan, so I want to like shout objection. Your con- your uh, your evidence, contra- uh, your testimony contradicts the evidence. Your um, your card says I can only rewrite during my ride phase, but this is my main phase. Therefore, I can ride Zeracule. There was a
0: uh, like a meme where it's like, imagine not being able to rewrite, and then on the side it was like, "This post brought to you by the Superior Ride Gang," and it was like Zerakil. Negra Breach, uh, Great Dayusha Wait, no, not Great Asia. Um I forgot what the rest of them were. But it was pretty funny.
2: Yeah. It's like... Getting on the damage is very important in the matchup. Because it kind of, like, stops uh, Red right Arrester from working. Or makes them never want right to write Arrester. But, at the same time, even some is just... Lock you out of rewriting is... Really good, really good against Angel Feather because then they can't re-ride Metatron and heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is where the damage control comes in. You give them enough damage to do the play, to do maybe one play, then target their rear guards. Because if Murakumo's is not going to call anything, attack you, they're just attacking you with your vanguard. And that's just a gift, a gift guard. And if they're going to like save up for a big play. They're going to have to do that for multiple turns if you're only giving them one damage. So yeah, that's what I've been testing.
3: Fair enough. Sounds good.
2: Sounds
3: yep. Good. <laughs> <laughs> also sounds like I would run away screaming anytime you suggest a game with Angel Feather.
2: Oh, yeah, I would never play, like, for fun, an Angel versus Angel mirror match. That sounds completely awful. Why not? Jesus Christ,
1: Matt. You, you don't want to be like, man, what am I doing? <laughs> okay. I could be doing anything else right now, but I chose to play this Angel Mirror. Oh, hey, Matt, I you decided, used to play
0: uh, I decided to send out my metapod against another person's metapod. Pretty much. Wait, Matt, you uh, used to uh, play.
2: You played Manila World of Warcraft, right? I did. Do you remember Alter Ag Valley? I
1: I, don't know, I remember dueling Druid versus Paladin. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> okay In resto druid versus resto paladin let me tell you oh. things that never ended
2: holy paladin oh yeah holy whatever they're called holy no, no 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 it has to be no it has to be resto druid versus resto druid because they're just gonna hot themselves and smack each other at the same time
1: the worst part is what resto druid versus resto druid is you get somebody low and they would heal up and they just and they'd innervate right innervate themselves and the next time <laughs> they have innervate up again and you're just like well this is uh, yeah you know, that's
2: exactly that's exactly <laughs> Angel Feather
1: versus Angel Feather. <laughs> it just never literally never ends.
0: Next is the oh, night the Magic Podcast?
1: No, the World of Warcraft podcast.
0: World of Warcraft Podcast. Fuck. I was like I was trying to go off the like the words. I was like, I can't tell if that's
1: been... They literally said World of
3: Warcraft at the start <laughs> of that You cut out
0: <laughs> during that part for me, I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> this is not the only played. podcast where the host has no idea what's going on at any given time
0: oh yeah no it's uh it happens yep. well for the record, old Altark
2: Valley used to go on for literal days you can you can play a game, go to work, uh go drinking with friends, wake up the next morning, and enter the same battleground that you were in the previous day yep it was it was awful
1: <laughs> it was hilarious. Because no one now cared about objectives. People just wanted to kill each other.
2: Kind of. But then, like, the mines were a thing, too. So all the resources just recovered and just lasted forever.
1: It was better than what happened before that. Because before that, you'd be in uh, Hillsbrad foothills trying to level. Oh, yeah. Only place to level from, like, 30 to 35. And, oh, God. Uh, you God. South
2: versus Terry Mill.
1: I like this mass of 500 people fighting. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay.
0: Part of me wants to just see how long this goes on its own. <laughs> oh, this could go on very long. That I was mean, a game that's been out for 10 years. Well,
1: over we, 10 years. we should not, because. I mostly I, ran out of questions,
0: so. <laughs> uh, right, right.
2: Well,
1: I think, like, the reboot actually helped a lot of people get back in the game, regardless of what people think about how standard is now. I think I know a lot of people are kind of frustrated with how boring standard is. Because the cards are much simpler than they were in G era, so if you're used to playing G era, the cards can feel a lot more basic.
0: I find but, I find the simplicity of G era more interesting in that the finesse comes from like the way you play in terms of guarding and what to attack, as opposed to skills.
3: my card has like three million skills on it so i can just yep. spend 10 minutes doing something that you don't understand and then suddenly you're at six damage
1: well so what I think is that the new standard cards have improved uh, premium because there a lot of clans now have you know things to do in b- before stride yes and it's all despite <sighs> making premium kind of a second stride you're dead format which is i think is fine for a format like premium uh, you everyone now can actually play the first turns of the game with you know like somewhat normally. Correct. With so things to do. Yep. So I think it's like standard, not only giving a new format that's accessible to new players, but also making the format you've had previously inherently like just I think inherently better uh, is really big. De- is a really big deal. I mean, minus of course no life gain because that card's done. <laughs>
0: Well, not not no no life candy isn't the problem. Enigmatic Assassin is the problem.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, like the fact that like it's before the second stride rule.
0: Yes, is. that is correct.
2: My so. opinion on a standard in terms of simplicity, uh, it is definitely a lot more simple, and at times it does feel boring, especially playing like Grand Blue, where your goal is you just mill ten and then swing, uh, and like if they you kill your stuff, you call something. Uh, so it is kind of boring, but I feel like this reset was really needed. It was much better than what Yu Gi Oh tried to do for their reset, uh, which is, is oh yeah, links links are broken. Yeah, and why they are broken? Because links can link with other links into well, other links. To be fair, they just need a band firewall. I guess that's true too.
0: As, but as like, the name implies, links can link into other links.
2: Please no, but like no, but like no. Other like extra deck kind of summoning can do that, except for synchros. But have to like jump through hoops to do that.
0: Uh, I, I like synchros.
2: Yeah, so it's like a well, toolbox. Right. You can toolbox a powerful card that can toolbox another powerful card, which those two together will toolbox into another powerful card, uh, and it just becomes broken from there. But anyway, Wait. back to back to Vanguard. Uh, yeah, it's a lot more simple, and I kind of, at the same time, I kind of don't like it because. It's boring, and at the same time, I kind of feel that the amount of because I think that even though G era kind of got broken, I feel like at least like during early mid G era, it was very kind of like it it put your skill to good use, where there was a lot of different lines of play you can go. Your opponent also had some really powerful plays, so you had to know how to play around their plays if possible. But right now, in kind of standard, it doesn't really. Well, it, it does matter, your skill, but uh, it matters less, because like, there's like an upper, ca- there's like a upper skill cap that you can reach with playing a deck, and it's a lot easier reached in standard than, say, G, uh, back in G. G
0: era?
2: Yeah, back in G era. So, it's so I just, like, it's like, I know how to play my deck, I wish there was more I can apply a uh, skill to.
0: I think the skill will come as you see more matchups, and that will cause you to change your deck, if at all. Like, I started putting yeah. in Nether Breach after Murakumo came out, because that's that's a problem.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's just like, that's kind of like deck building skill and just like matchup skill, which okay. also exists in G era, but there's a whole other layer because of all these effects and interactions. Uh, that adds more to the G era, but I still think like standard was very necessary for the game, and I am a standard standard.
0: Agreed, and me too. Um. So, because uh, one more thing. Uh. Today, at the time of people hearing this, is Halloween. Um. Do you guys have any plans for Halloween? Nope. <laughs> the other two, nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've never already said what I needed to say on standard. I I've much I have much I have much the same agreement.
0: You you have much to say what?
1: I, I agree with much of what he was saying.
0: Oh. Was there anything to add on to it or just you agree? Uh I I mean I said it beforehand, so Oh, okay. But are you doing anything on Halloween? Am I doing anything on Halloween? Yeah. Not at the moment.
1: It's on a Wednesday, right? So yeah. like and I have that evening, so but I will be doing something on November first called the buying all the candy in the grocery store. Uh, <laughs> that's
0: the, that's the good shit right there. That's the we need to get this out of the way for the Christmas decorations. Move it. Yeah,
1: fifty percent off candy. Yeah, let me in.
0: Uh yeah, eat your Snickers with a fork and knife.
1: <laughs> and then the week after that, I'm gonna go fucking vote. Which everyone should yes, yes,
0: everybody yeah. go vote.
3: I like barely remember to register at the last
1: second. <laughs> Unclear if the property owning class is gonna let let us vote them out, but you know we can
2: try. Yeah,
0: James, you doing anything on Halloween?
2: I'm probably just gonna give out candy.
0: Hey man, the, the, the people need to do that. I'm gonna Oh it. shoot! What? Okay.
2: I, I can I don't think I even can. I do that? I might have to work during that night.
0: Ew, that sucks.
2: It's fine. It's whatever. Easy. It's Halloween.
0: Put, put on put on a like like a fucking. Extra eye or a pair of cat ears or something, to make it fun for yourself. No
2: oh, thanks.
0: Okay, you, you guys are just a a bowl of, bowl of Snickers that I'm gonna eat with a fork and knife um...
1: with milk. Snickers. <laughs> 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 this
0: actually uh, by the way. What?
1: Snickers and milk.
0: I ne- I've never tried that.
1: No, no, it's just like in milk as a cereal. Oh. Doesn't that sound gross?
0: Ugh, that's disgusting.
1: Think of the texture of the like the chocolate that's like super soggy.
0: And the caramel? Ugh.
1: Yeah, let's never talk about this again, actually. <laughs>
0: right. Oh my god. <laughs> have, have you guys seen that the meme where it's like that you're not you and you're hungry, but it, it then before he eats the Snickers, it's Venom, and then after he eats it, it's Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. That's my favorite. Either that or the one where the guy is playing football and it's Betty White. Anyway, uh, James, where can people find you on online for social media comments or if you have anything you're working on?
2: Uh, I don't really use social media comments, or I don't really use social media that much. Okay. Or like, I just use it to just talk to people because that's the easiest way to reach some people. Some for some reason. Yep. Uh, yeah. But I guess, like, if you do really want to ask me something about, like, angel feathers or something from my testing, I guess YouTube comment, because this should be going on YouTube.
0: Yes, this will be going on YouTube on either uh, Halloween or the day after, depending on how long Richard takes to edit the thumbnail.
2: <laughs> or you can, like, or you can, like ask Atlas or Matt or Rootbeer about something. They can relay it to me.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, I... so you can
1: reach us, um... and you can reach me on twitter and uh wiggums tell me two g's two z's
0: oh man he he you fucking got the drop on me good job Uh,
1: (laughs) you can find me at plasma Eclipse,
0: and you can you can find me at atlas novak or you can find the show on uh at nexus at night either on twitter or instagram
3: and we all have access to it so you can just ask you can target your question to any of us yeah and and
0: then one of us will answer it um it's always fun when somebody tweets me directly and then uses my name in the tweet anyway, even though my name is in my Twitter handle, so it's just like saying, hi, Atlas. Hey, Atlas. How's it going? It's
1: like a used car
0: salesman. Uh, all <laughs>
1: right. I don't, know what, I don't understand the problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until next time, I was Atlas.
1: I'm Matt. And I'm Root Beer.
0: And I'm James. And have a happy Halloween, everybody. Mm.